Are you totally different when it comes to sex and copulation? Have you judged yourself out of receiving pleasure? Have you judged yourself into receiving pleasure in certain ways and excluded other ways? Would you like to know more about what else is possible with bodies? Would you like to create confidence in the bedroom and beyond? How has your sex life or lack of it affected other areas of your life? Everyone has the potency to be a sexual superhero. Get ready to listen, sense, and play with the sexualness that is you. Now, here is the host of The Pleasure Zone, pleasure diva and body whisperer, Milica Yelenich. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Milica Yelenich. And um, just uh, today I'm sitting in my office, which I generally do my show from my bedroom because where else would you do the pleasure zone from, right? And since I'm doing my show from my office, it's a little bit different. And I'm actually sitting on this like super ball as like a, a bouncy chair. And it's like getting me in the groove to talk about my parents having an orgasm because and I required something to like stimulate me to be able to have this conversation uh, even just considering that my mother and father actually put their body parts together uh, or that I kind of energetically forced their body parts together, like violated their bodies so that I could be born or something. Who knows? Because when you meet my parents, you would go, really? Really? How did you guys even end up in the same room together? I swear I've had friends my whole life that have met my dad and my mom and they both, they look, they give this look of astonishment. They look at my mom like, like, what the hell? Then they look at my dad and they're like, are you for real? So absolutely, uh, yes. At some point, my mother and father, not only did they do it once, they did it twice. So I know for sure my dad had two orgasms at least in his lifetime. Um, I don't know that my mom had them with my dad, but the funny thing about being born is your mother doesn't require it. Really? Really, universe. What were you thinking when you made the bodies make the women not require an orgasm to create babies? I'd like to talk to the bodies now, bodies on the planet. Ladies, ladies out there, what if we all collectively just went, okay, body, the only way that you will receive a baby is if you have multiple orgasms repeatedly with the same person for at least 30 days consecutively. We could just reprogram our bodies, can we not? Why not, right? What else is possible? For those of you who are listening now and you're like, well, this show is already a little crazy. You are correct. You have you have entered the pleasure zone and in the pleasure zone, it's like Vegas here. We talk about things. We, I talk about things, but I include you in this because I'm tapping into your brains and I'm talking about stuff that's weird, awkward, strange, beautiful, magical, musical. Um, you know, talk about all kinds of things that uh, a lot of people have a lot of points to do about. How fun is that? I love bringing stuff to the surface so that we can clear it. And I actually do that in my daily practice for myself and for others. So um, it's part of my job. It's what I chose as my career. Um, it's a job. It's like nobody hired me for this. Unless the universe hired Universe, truth. Did you hire me for this? 
interesting. I get a yes on that. So perhaps it is a job and I was hired, but I was actually hired by the universe. So thank you, universe, for the job. Now I would, I'm really cool with that. And I think me and the universe are going to have some uh, negotiations later on um, about the payroll and how that's all coming together. So I'm totally willing to have the universe um, increase my payroll, uh, look at the payroll, increase my my earnings. Thank you, universe. Especially if the universe is going to be my boss for a while um, and has actually contributed to me choosing um, this this choice of working with bodies, working with people to literally bring up the crazy stuff, the stuff that often sticks us the most, that limits us the most, that makes us judge ourselves, you know, and then we think we're judging others and then we make ourselves incredibly wrong. Um, All of that stuff, that is for me one of the greatest fun things to contribute is to begin to unravel where we have literally uh, stopped ourselves from receiving, having fun um, and receiving on so many levels, whether it's money, whether it's joy, whether it's ease in your body. So I work with bodies too. And one of the things that I do with bodies is I, I do movement work. And the movement work that I offer is a lot of people say it's kind of like having yoga done to you. And yes, I agree. It's kind of like having yoga done to your body. It's movement. It's gentle. It allows your body to find a new place and a new space to be. It actually allows your body to get out of habits that are creating uh, pain and stress. And those habits can create limitations in movement. So what my work does is it actually allows you to break free from the limitations that you have and that you have embodied physically in your body and allows you to get it out of your body so you can have more movement. And the funny thing about movement is that it actually allows you to have movement in all areas of your life. A lot of times when our bodies get stuck or have things going on that stop us from having movement, um, you might start to notice that there are other areas of your life as well that seem to be stuck, blocked, lack of movement, limited um, it all correlates. It's a very interesting creation and in how we've actually created this reality to have our bodies reflect other things um, like our money flows, our relationships, and all of that stuff. So, um, yes, if you love having your body touched and if you love having your body moved, if you love having ease in your body, if your body is like screaming for some loving and attention and some change and some something, something different. I totally encourage you to ring me up, give me a call, um, have a session. And if it's not with me, find somebody who does body work that your body is asking for. Some of your bodies might be asking for massage. Some might be asking for somatic body work, energy work. Even the bars is amazing for letting go of stuff in the body. Um, And that is some other work that I do as well from Access Consciousness is the energy work and and the bars, which is a fantastic, uh, fantastic energy work that allows you to start to clear your brain and your brain uh, can sometimes get like plugged up, kind of like a a big, you know, like a pipe that just has all this like food that just like dropped down from the sink, you know, other people's stuff. Like, hey, why is, you know, Margaret's rice down there and John's 
sausage in my pipe, you know, and then you, you start to go, oh, cool, though, that's John's sausage and Margaret's rice. I think I'm just going to, like, clean those out, shove them out and get rid of them. So as we start to, like, be able to acknowledge that that stuff that's, like, stuck in our bodies isn't even ours, it leaves. And the thing cool, so cool thing about the bars is you don't even have to know it. It just changes. It's the coolest. How does it get any better than that? So I actually really love the tools of access consciousness. And if, for one thing is that I literally would not be choosing this radio show if it wasn't for the tools of access consciousness. I know that for a fact. Um, um, and, you know, you could try and dispute it with me, but I know I'm right. I know what I'm talking about. I know that this is true for me, that um, the tools of access consciousness have contributed immensely to me. And um, one of the things was that I actually had a lot of fear of talking to people. I had anxiety attacks constantly. I had anxiety attacks for years and years, like over 20 years. I had anxiety attacks that were debilitating for me. Um, And every time I would go to work with people, I would have these anxiety attacks. And I went to um, Gestalt therapy, Reiki. I went to NLP, EFT. I did hypnosis. I did art therapy. I did so many therapies. It and I did dance therapy for a while, um, and I was doing some of them all at the same time, and nothing was changing the anxiety that I was having until I came across the tools of access consciousness. And so I'm truly grateful for these tools, and you're going to hear probably some tools uh, from access consciousness in this um, in this episode. Uh, they often come out of my mouth because they are a contribution to my life, and I use them daily. So. Um, if you hear me say crazy things, it's probably from access consciousness. Woohoo! And one of the things I definitely had uh, sort of an, a discomfort with was talking about my body. Not only talking about my body, but others' bodies. Uh, I haven't my whole life had ease with this. This is not something that my whole life I've been talking about sex. I've been curious about sex. I've secretly investigated it. I've learned about it. I've taken courses in university around the history of sex and sexuality. Uh, You know, everything that I was doing, I wasn't really um, thinking I was going to ever talk about it. It was more out of like a secret hidden desire like I had this thing that I really was like curious and I was like oh I've got to know more about this uh, history of sex I've got to know more like I had this thirst about sex and sexuality that has actually led me to this um this this place in my life where I can now talk about it um very easily with total fun and I know that this topic about one of your parents having an orgasm may make a lot of you kind of irk and almost want to puke. And that's totally cool. So just, okay, just for a minute, if, even if you're adopted, you have somebody who's actually got, you know, some sperm somewhere showed up. And how does sperm come out of a body, kids? Well, here you go. Somebody has to simulate a penis in order for that sperm to come out of a body. And for it to really come out of that body, there's an orgasm required. It's actually not just an orgasm. It's actually a climax that's required. So orgasm is kind of a different energy. It's actually the energy that's the buildup to the climax. Um, 
I use the word orgasm in my title today because a lot of people relate to that more than they would say climax. So we're talking about really the climax and one of our parents had a climax and definitely our dads, whether our mom's had it or not, is a whole other question. And just for fun for today because it's my birthday um, and it was a really fun fun and weird thought that I was like, wow, my parents had sex. You know, I don't know if you guys reflect on funny things during your birthday, but I have to say that is a thought that was kind of running through my mind. Hmm, my mom, my dad, interesting. My dad had an orgasm. Fascinating. Uh, my dad climaxed. Well, how does it get any better than that? So even if you're adopted or even if you are the baby of a sperm donor, you know, if your parents did in vitro and you're the baby of a sperm donor... You know what? Still, there was a there was a climax slash orgasm involved, and how fun is that? Not all of nature requires that, so you know it's not every every um, species in in nature. Flowers don't require orgasms to reproduce. You know, there are all kinds of things in nature that don't actually require that. Um, so it's very very cool that we do and that. You know, we have a kind of different physiological response to um, the body that we're with that, say, other animals don't. You know, for example, like dogs and cats, they don't have, once there's an orgasm, they don't have, like, the energy of, like, worry, concern. Oh, my God, did I get you pregnant? Didn't we get pregnant? Blah, 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 blah. Is there something going on? Like, human body, human, humanoid bodies people in general, bodies, um, that are people bodies, have this a very um, funny kind of like reaction to copulation that, you know, probably no other mammals, creatures, um, whether it's plants and animals, whether we're talking about flora or fauna, it doesn't matter. It's like we, uh, we have so much attached to... Um, sex and sexuality that's really funny and we have so much judgment around it so much judgment around who is sexy what is sexy what is a turn on you know is it okay for so and so to have a climax and an orgasm but not for somebody else and it really is like for you know you think about it it's like yeah it's okay for uh you know somebody who's uh, say Justin Trudeau, young, sexy Trudeau, it's totally cool for him to have an orgasm. But if we think about maybe his dad having one, we kind of, well, he's not around, but if we think about that, it's kind of like, hmm, that's not as attractive. Anyway, I digress. And also, we are going to head to break, and when we come back, we're going to talk more about, hey, one of your parents had an orgasm here on The Pleasure Zone. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation by tuning in to the Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow your 
yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melissa every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. What if there's nothing wrong with you? What if you're far greater than you've ever given yourself credit for? What if it's time to know the gift and the contribution you are to the world and to like yourself a lot more? Hi, my name is Dane here. 13 years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question and everything changed for me. Asking questions opens doors to infinite possibilities. And it's not about finding the answer. It's about being the question, always. What I'm inviting you to step into is something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Newton, Da Vinci, Gandhi, Picasso, and Aristotle all knew to be true. What if no question is too big or too small? What if anything is possible for you? What if together we could create a kinder, gentler, happier world? Is now the time? Go to beingyouclass.com and sign up for a free video series, My Gift to You. Beingyouclass.com What if you, truly being you, are the gift and change this world requires? beinguclass.com This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melissa Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255. That's T-A-L-K. Or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now back to the program. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Milica Yalanich, and today's topic is one of your parents had an orgasm. So the fun thing um, in access consciousness, uh, other modalities as well, but in access consciousness, uh, we we talk about things being choice. Uh, everything is choice, and choice trumps everything. Um, and one of the things that is interesting to me about this is that so we chose our parents. And so let's work with me on this. If we chose our parents, we also chose to contribute to one of our parents having an orgasm. Yeah, didn't that just kind of mess up your brain? You know, it's kind of Oedipal in a lot of ways, right? I think Freud would love that theory. I think Freud would be right in there going, oh, yes, absolutely. You actually, not only uh, are you interested in your father, you assisted him in having an an orgasm and and thank you because now you're actually around. So um, if you could actually acknowledge that you have the capacity and potency to contribute to all kinds of orgasmic energy, not just your parents, you actually choosing to be on this planet came from came from an orgasm, came from a climax. And that energy is actually part of you. Now, if you take that energy, whether you think you have a very small aspect of that in you, like like half a molecule, like the tiniest molecule possible, or whether you go, oh no, I'm all orgasm walking, whatever that is, um, wherever you've judged how much of a walking orgasm you are, would you be willing to just destroy and uncreate all that for a second, just for a second? Great, right, wrong, good, bad, pock, pot, all nine, shorts, boys, and beyonds. You can check that out on theglaringstatement.com. So if you actually acknowledge where you are 
not only just a little tiny speck or, you know, your fully walking organ. It is actually the energy of life. Life uh, comes in for for people, bodies. Life requires orgasm and climax. So if it requires it and it's an ingredient of creation of bodies um, and that we've chosen this, we are actually having that in our bodies. So if you... If you think that you don't, if you think that, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm not a very sexual being, I'm kind of asexual. For those of you who think you're kind of asexual or lack sexualness, uh, which is the sexual energy that we be as I'm burping. Um, if you, if you acknowledge that, you know, just as a concept, you know, somebody had an orgasm and you were created and that orgasm is like an ingredient that is part of you, then you can start to really get that, wait a minute, if that's an ingredient, just like there's an ingredient of sugar in cake, then, you know, when you look at the list of parts of who you be and what you be, you'll get that you are, you have, and you can embody, um, and people can sense that you are sexual energy. Just like people eating cake can sense the sweetness in it, wherever that's coming from. So I fully encourage you to really tap into the places where you are denying or ignoring that your parents were sexual beings. Because when you do that, you're actually cutting off the ingredient that they've gifted to you, whether you're cutting it off a lot or a little. But once you start to acknowledge that part of the ingredients that came together to create you um, were actually involving orgasmic energy, you will start to get that you have that, you be that, you are that, and that you can start to allow yourself to be more of that without judgment. So here's an example. If you're like, oh, God, that's so gross. My parents had sex. My parents, oh, so my dad had an orgasm for sure. Oh, gross. You're judging the poop out of it. And when you judge the poop out of something, you create a wall that doesn't allow you to receive from it. So instead, let's be like, here's an option. Hmm, interesting. My parents had, or at least my dad, had an orgasm or a climax. Cool. Hmm, what can I be, do, have, and receive from that? So, to be quite honest, after I created this title a couple of weeks ago, I actually forgot that I created it. Put it in, uh, submitted it as a show option, and completely forgot about it until two days ago. But my brain didn't forget about it. Like, I cognitively pushed it aside somewhere, like, wow, this is something I don't even want to be aware of. Didn't even have an awareness that I had already submitted it. Totally forgot, like, it was a totally different uh, reality that I submitted it in. And at the same time, I uh, I was having the weirdest dreams. Weird as in highly sexual, involving everything and anyone under the sun. And um, the dreams were were you know, I suppose if I went to a psychiatrist, they would definitely give me medication for them. Um, the sexual energy I was perceiving from everything and anyone, uh, including my parents in my dreams, was uh, way off the charts more than usual. And 
I was also aware that um, I wasn't refusing it. So that was interesting. Like I wasn't like in the dreams going, because um, sometimes in my dreams, I will have this stuff will come up and I'll be like, gross, gross. No, yuck. No. Oh, that's so weird. And I'll judge myself in my dreams. Because when you're a professional self-judger, you won't just do it when you're awake. You know, when you're really good at it, like I am, you'll even judge yourself in your dreams. So uh, none of you have to be uh, as good as I am at it because I win. And so there's no competition there. I've already won that. You guys don't have to judge yourself anymore, okay? Awesome. So now that you're going to stop judging yourselves because I already won, you uh, you may start to get that you too might have actually had a lot of um, dreams. Maybe it wasn't your parents. Maybe it was other. Maybe it was aunts and uncles. Maybe it was uh, bosses or somebody that would. This reality would deem it's inappropriate to have sexual dreams with sexual content uh, in them related to these people. That's just weird, and you require medication for that. And this reality would have you cut off everything, including your own testicles, if you could, if you had them. Um, it would have you literally cut off everything so that you can be limited completely and totally. And if you're willing to step outside of this reality, step outside of the box that we've created in this reality, you might start to see and get where there is sexual energy everywhere and where maybe in some part of your life you have had um, some kind of sexual attraction to family members or whatever. Um, we've created it as very wrong. And I'm not saying that you have to go for it. I'm just saying to be aware of it where you are cutting yourself off going, oh, yeah, that's gross. Um, not suggesting that you go out and have sex with your parents or your siblings or your family either. I'm just asking you to acknowledge where you have uh, cut off receiving from them. So if you're not willing to acknowledge that they are sexual beings, um, they have this energy, and if you're not willing to, to acknowledge it, you're actually cutting off um, your, your receiving from them, and they're receiving from you. Like, you know, my dad's a bit of a stallion. Like, he's got girlfriends all the time, new ones, and I get to hear about all of them ever since I became a grown-up when I turned 38 a couple years ago. Um, so ever since then, I get to hear all the great details of his relationships. And and at first, it made me want to squirm. Like, I could hear anybody else's stories about bodies and sex and sexuality. I was even becoming, like, okay with hearing stories from my mom. Um, but it was like my dad. I could. I was like, no, I just can't hear that my dad, no, I can't hear it. Um and and that actually created him um, kind of like avoiding having conversations with me. And the more I've pulled my barriers down and went, okay, Dad, and I'm willing to be present with him and I'm willing to be vulnerable enough to allow him to be vulnerable, like that, vulnerable enough, I'm willing to be vulnerable uh, for the most part, I would say. And I'm acknowledging that it's not totally all the time. Um, and when I am choosing it, the information that he gives me is like, it's a gift for him because he requires saying it to somebody somewhere. Um, it's a gift to his body to be able to let go and have ease. And it's a gift for him to be acknowledged as a sexual being that 
likes touch, likes bodies. He actually told me uh, the other day, he's like, you know, I could sell everything I have. I just really like would like to have somebody to spend time with and share my life with. And for him, it's like he never, ever has he ever said that to me before. Um, he's always had a more of a concern about, you know, the future for my brother and I creating a future and having a future and being looked after and all that sort of stuff. And now he's getting that, wait a second, he can actually um, choose for him and he's starting to get what really turns him on, what gets him happy, what gets him choosing life, living in ease. Um, and, and life living in ease is not something everybody has to have. Some people really like uh, pain and suffering, and, and I'm not about taking away their pain and suffering if they like it. If it turns you on, choose pain and suffering. That I'm not trying to take it away from you. So I, I am uh, just asking you to acknowledge um, the sexualness in people, bodies, and beings that you have been possibly refusing Um we may go to some deeper, stranger places after the break, uh, just because I, I am aware that some of the listeners have also had um, abuses in their life that it's like, I could never, that's disgusting. I could never see my father or my uncle or my neighbor or whoever it was, like whoever the abuser was, could never um, see them as a sexual being, um, kind of twists your reality into a pretzel. And I get that. Um, and if you're willing to just be present with it, uh, that would be great. And we'll see where that goes. Um, so for now, let's just acknowledge with the people that, you know, maybe there was no abuse and you're like, you still kind of going, grandpa, you were sexual. Grandma, you were sexual. Grandma and grandpa had sex. What? Mom and dad had sex. What? Like, if you're willing to just like acknowledge that for now, as we go to break, that would be so cool. And when we come back, we're going to, Go to some very deep, strange, and strange, and maybe unfamiliar for you territory when we come back from this break. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation by tuning in to the Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow your to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness, a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a Bars session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. 
The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a boys class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melissa Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255. That's T-A-L-K. Or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now back to the program. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Milica Yelenich. And just before break, I was talking about um, looking at the people in your life who you may have refused the idea that they are sexual beings, sexual beasts of magnitude. Um, you may have actually refused that. And in refusing it um, or re- refusing receiving that that's a possibility for them, you actually begin to start to to stop yourself from receiving that part of you. Um, I In the last year or two, my dad was telling me a fabulous story about my grandmother, um, his mother, and she was this little firecracker. She had, I refer to her as a little firecracker, although um, she was little to me. She was like five foot seven or something. She was tall for women back then, but little compared to me. So, um, and she, I, what I wasn't aware of my whole life is so my grandmother, she presented herself as an old European woman. She had the babushka. She wore the black dress because her husband had died. She wore klompe, which I think translate to clogs. Yeah, so she wore, she she had like the whole, like if you could have typical European grandma, that was my grandma. Chubby cheeks, cute as like, cute as cute, man. She even had like the whole um, apple face doll look about her. She, she's so freaking cute. And my whole life, I only ever thought of her as a religious woman that liked to cook bean soup and always smelled like smoked meat. That was my relationship to my grandmother. And we had like a bit of a language barrier at times. Um, so I could understand some Serbian, but not enough to kind of get by with her. I guess enough to get by, but the conversations weren't much more than how school, how are you, blah, blah, blah. So I didn't, I didn't really... Uh, you know, get to know her life story as I did with uh, my English uh, grandmother. So I'm learning more about her now than ever. And I'm actually her namesake. Like I was named after this woman. And and when I found out some stuff about her, I had to laugh. I thought they actually chose my name well. And my grandmother, uh, also Milica, she was apparently a sex fiend. She married fairly, like, actually, she married almost kind of late in life, like in her mid-20s, and that was kind of old for a woman who was born in, like, uh, 1913, I think she was born. And she she actually got kicked, so she got married and she moved in with her, with her, um, 
with her parents and family and they lived in this village and um and and so had her husband lived in that village and they kind of like you know everybody's kind of related there so I'm probably my own cousin and she she would hang out with uh you know her family a lot of the time but you know they'd go out they'd do the farming they'd come back and my grandmother was apparently extra freaking horny and right after they got married she apparently was like insatiable constantly like on it like constantly on my grandfather my grandfather didn't mind because he was constantly on it too uh and needless to say they produced 10 children six survived they were just like baby factory and my grandmother was like too apparently to the day that he died she was like a horn dog and my dad said he would often like catch them just like doing it all over the place like in the fields in the haystacks probably with the freaking pigsty for all I know but apparently my grandmother was completely insatiable and to look at her she was just like this sweet old lady very unassuming you would have no idea she was like ravishing her husband constantly god I love that woman she's awesome and energetically she hangs out with me and it's funny because there's even some pride with her even though she's like left her body it's still like oh don't tell the people it's like okay grandma it's all cool you be who you be next time you choose embodiment woohoo go for it like a wild woman <laughs> or man or whatever have fun with your body enjoy it and um and it was funny because she chose this uh religion that that is like Amish um they're called Nazarenes and and the way that she, her Nazarene faction was was they were very much like Amish so they lived old school they didn't really have a lot of modern amenities and um and here she is this like wild woman sex fiend and so for me she's kind of like the epitome of everything that that I look at and judge as not sexual so for me it's like yeah I might look at the Amish and go yes you've had children but that's that's not something you enjoyed. That was something out of your duty. Uh, that's what I had. I had that impression for a really long time. I had that like conclusion about um, certain people, certain things, certain religions as well. It's like I had that kind of point of view about Muslims, about staunch Christians, about people who um, use their religion um, as a way to limit themselves that I saw. That's how I saw it. Um, and so it's, it was really interesting to hear my dad tell that because there's so, um, there's so, it's so not true. <laughs> and so it was such a great, uh, mind bender buster to hear that my Nazarene sweet little apple faced grandma, uh, you know, she's such an apple doll was such a sexual beast. I'm just so proud of her. <laughs> it's just so fun. Um, and, and there's like, people in my family that I had never really thought of as um, sexual beings, really. One of them is an uncle of mine that, uh, as a child, I had a lot of awareness around him. And for a while, I, I, when I was doing therapy, like I'd been doing therapy for years, um, I would often have like these awarenesses or energies that would come up when I'd go to talk about this uncle. And, and I, for a long time, I didn't feel like I'd been violated by him or molested by him, but there was this energy and I felt like, why was my uncle turned on by me? 
Um, and I felt like he would like had some kind of interesting like sexual dynamic with me, but I didn't have words for it other than I wasn't sure. And I thought maybe there was something very wrong about it. So I definitely judged it as there's something wrong going on here. Um, and, and I totally like uh, got grossed out, turned off, um, very like repelled and would like avoid him in my adult life um just because i was like something weird here something twisted but i didn't really ask a lot of questions about what is that weird twisted um and again like i was saying that i've had a few weeks of really weird dreams and he was in them as well and um not i don't think i need to give you guys uh all the info but i'll give you the energy of it and there you go and so there was um this one particular um dream that actually changed a lot for me with with how i perceive him and so i was willing to like go to that weird place in my head in my dreams in that dimension um you kind of go to that place where it's like, well, what if in this reality, I'm not uh, his, I wasn't his niece, you know, what if I wasn't blood related, would that make it still weird? Or would that make it awkward Would that? What would that change? And when I asked, like, if I wasn't blood, or if I wasn't related, what would that change? It actually made me get to the place and I'm doing this all in my sleep, because I'm that freaking cute, because I have to like, you know, judge myself and do consciousness while I sleep because why not? Because I can. And I I started to get that he is a sexual being as well, which kind of, you know, kind of threw me for a loop. Like I know everybody is cognitively. I get that. Um, but I wasn't fully willing to receive it from everyone. Um, uh, like acknowledge it or acknowledge that they see me that way. Um, and it was interesting. So the dream, I don't know that it was for sure had to be like exactly my uncle, but um, it was more like, say, it represents everybody that I ever thought wasn't really sexual um, or that I had this weird energy with, that I would call the weird energy with. Um, and it, what I was starting to get more and more of is, wait a minute, what if I, I actually am a contribution to their bodies being alive, awake and turned on? Is that a wrongness? And no, I got that it was no, it's not actually a wrongness to be the kind of presence that turns bodies on, you know, even if you're related to them. Um, you know, it it takes uh, an adult who has uh, self-awareness to kind of go, okay, is it appropriate to to touch this body? Is it appropriate to engage in these activities? And my uncle never engaged in the activities, but I get that at some point, yeah, he probably had some kind of, there was some kind of like underlying repressed sexual energy thing going on. Um, and so now it's like, I'm wondering the next time I see him, what that's going to be like. Um, you know, is there going to be less weirdness? Will he be able to look me in the face? You know, will there be, um, it, it's weird. It's like, I was not molested by him, but there's this energy as if I was, cause there's this weirdness going on. And so I was like, really curious, like, can that change? What's possible here? If I'm willing to acknowledge him, if I'm willing to acknowledge, uh, who he, who he is, what he is, that he is, you know, uh, a being with sexual energy as we all are if i'm willing to acknowledge that 
what can that change for both of us? And then what else can we receive? And who else can we receive from? When we create walls, we don't know what those walls are. For. We just create them. They could have, you know, my uncle's name written all over the wall. However, what that's actually uh, doing, it's just a wall. It doesn't know what it's stopping. So, you know, bunny rabbits can't even get in. Um, you know, people, my lover can't get in. My daughter can't get in. Like, you know, that wall's there. It doesn't have a definition of, even though it has a name on it, it doesn't mean that, that only that person's going to be stopped by it. Lots of energies will be stopped by it. So I thoroughly, thoroughly and highly recommend that wherever you have barriers to receiving, any and all of them, even for the really, really weird stuff that you are like, that is just mental and awkward and weird. And no, I never had that feeling. Like, I can hear some of you already, like, refuting me going, no, that's sick and weird. And I never had that feeling. And I'm never going to go there. And cool. That's your choice. Just playing here. What else is possible if you're willing to receive from everybody? Everybody. That includes people that you thought, you know, oh, that's family. I can't, oh, I can't receive sexual energy from family. What if you can? What would that change? How much more ease and vulnerability could you have? How much more choice could you have? Uh, when you're willing to receive that, then you can be aware of it and you can be aware of everything. Uh, there's a thought to leave on. So we're going to head off to break. And when we come back, let's see where else this conversation would like to go on the Pleasure Zone. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation by tuning in to the Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow your to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. What if you really do change molecules by your interaction with them? What if the change you've been looking for is right before your eyes? What if the uncomfortableness that comes with difference could be fun? What if the closed-minded people of the world no longer determined our world? What if gratitude trumps judgment every time? What if your kindness healed the world? What if the earth is asking for your help? And what if you had the resources to give it? This is your invitation to step into something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Picasso, Da Vinci, Shakespeare, Aristotle all knew to be true. Hi, my name is Dane here. Thirteen years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything changed for me. What if there are no dumb questions, or any question too large? What if you being you are the gift and the change this world requires? Is now the time? For more questions to create a change in your world, sign up for a free video series at beingyouclass.com. My gift to you, beingyouclass.com. 
This is The Pleasure Zone with Body Whisperer, Melissa Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255. That's T-A-L-K. Or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email at MelissaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Melitza Yelenich. And while we were on break, you might have heard one of the advertisements was from Dr. Dane here. I adore that man. He's been an amazing contribution to my life. And one of um, the things he's a huge you know, fan of is uh, BU Change the World. And, you know, I'm I'm totally getting that when we are being who we be, we're being all of us. We're being um, the sexualness, the ferocity, the veracity, the, um, all of these energies that we can be and are. We are willing to have all of it. Just have it and, you know, utilize them when they're required. Um, so when we are not acknowledging those things in ourselves, sexualness, yada, yada, uh, when we're not acknowledging them in ourselves, guess what? We can't actually see them in others either. And that in itself is a limitation. That's my point of view. So, But when we are willing to see that in ourselves and we can see it in others, so how does that work, right? So when you see something in yourself, if you can see something, say, um, the manipulator in you, the sexual being you be, uh, the arrogant ass that you be. If you can see the bitch, the whore, the all of it. If you, if you can perceive the energies of that in you, and how do you do that? One of my favorite tools from Access Consciousness is actually the energy space and consciousness tool. So, for example, what energy space and consciousness can me and my body be to be the evil user whore I truly be? That's one of my favorites for fun and everything that doesn't allow that destroy and uncreate it all, right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pot all nine, shorts, boys and beyonds. Um, I actually was choosing to use a lot of these um, clearings, there was a lot of things that I noticed that I was refusing receiving. Uh, I was refusing receiving parts of me like the arrogant ass, like the sexualness, uh, like the abuser, like the uh, abused, like all of it, um, the victim, the that, the this, the, you know, torturer, who knows? I've been so many. I've been everything and done everything. And all of those are ingredients that are part of me that make me who I am. And I'm not interested in refusing any aspect of myself, even if it looks really, really ugly to most people um, or that it scares them. It's okay that I scare you. It's okay if you feel scared um, by your own potency. Because what if you're not scared? What if you're really aware of how freaking massively potent and awesome you are and you're kind of in awe of it, not really scared of it, but more like, wow, I'm that? Um, and so what if you are all of that? And so when you're willing to even perceive the sexual energy in your parents, um, you know, oh, cool, my dad's got sexual energy, you know, oh, interesting, is that directed at me? Oh, yeah, maybe my dad 
um, bodies are bodies. They don't actually have a morality about them. Bodies get turned on by bodies. So yes, so what if my dad's body gets turned on by, by my body? Do I have to judge it? No. Do I have to act on it? No. That's the beauty of it. Does he have to act on it? No. Um, you can look at a body and go, wow, that's beautiful. Um, doesn't mean you're going to feel like you have to copulate with it. You can be turned on by it and not have to copulate. I know what a concept. You can actually be turned on and not have to copulate. I'm saying it again because I get how many people don't realize that they can actually be turned on and not copulate. So, if you allow bodies in general to turn you on, to turn your body on, um, you know, somebody could brush by you in the grocery store and touch your arm and you're like, wow, when we're really receiving from bodies and bodies are, people are willing to be vulnerable, have their barriers down, um, you know, you don't even have to necessarily touch. Touch is fun though. Um, but you can turn people on from far away. So, you know, the thing that I was talking about with my uncle, I am now aware that I was really aware as a child, really aware. Uh, you know, I might have been aware, maybe my uncle was masturbating or something, and I maybe I was aware of it. I didn't see it, but I might have been aware of it, um, picking up sexual energy. Maybe I am Maybe I included myself in it. Maybe he included me in it. I don't know. I include everybody in my stuff. So, um, you know, if you feel like I'm, you know, tapping into you and you're getting turned on and it's me, I'm probably tapping into you. Um, I like to include everybody in everything. Um, probably, you know, let's justify this. It's probably years of being excluded uh, or not, whatever it is. Who cares? What else is possible? And would we be willing to receive from everybody um so yes what if somebody is getting turned on masturbating thinking about you having sex and they're thinking about you and 20 other people what if that's not a wrongness what if it's actually an inclusion and a kindness to all the bodies um because it isn't that you have to physically be in the presence of another body to contribute to a body you can contribute energetically to bodies at all times anywhere anytime all the time just like our parents contributed to the creation of our bodies through copulation. Um, how cool was that? And guess what? We chose them because we were so cool. So instead of judging the poop out of your parents, start to acknowledge those little ingredients created you and starting to have gratitude for all the energies they be, including the sexual energy and the sexual energy you be. How much more could we receive from everybody and everything in the entire planet if we really started to have fun um, receiving from everyone at all times. So I want to thank all of you beautiful people for showing up today, listening, sticking through this awkward, strange, bizarre conversation that I like to have with myself. It's like masturbation for me and I totally love it. And check me out on the internet. You can find me if you look me up and also on my website at melitzajelenik.com. Until next week, I hope you guys are turned on and tune in at all times. Thank you for choosing to listen to The Pleasure Zone. Melissa Yelenich will return next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.